The Gospel of the Transfiguration of Jesus on the mountain that we celebrate this Sunday can be confusing to us who are from Saskatchewan because we don't have mountains. What does even a mountain look like? Hey, is, are they talking about Little Red River where you can uh, go skiing down there? I'm used to just seeing planes and the sky and I can see forever. I remember I was visiting a friend in BC, one of the first times I'd been uh, out of the prairies and could see the mountains for the first time, and I just felt claustrophobic. (laughs) There was things all around me, and I couldn't see the sky. And I said, like, there's no view here. And my friend said, the mountains are the view. (laughs) Okay, well, each to their own, I guess, eh? I like the prairie that you can see forever, and yet Jesus today in the gospel makes a point to not transfigure himself before all his disciples just on flat ground. In Israel, they've got flat ground, desert, but they have mountains as well. And so Jesus leads them up a mountain And he only leads his three closest apostles. So what is he trying to tell us? (laughs) What is the point of this second Sunday of Lent? He's trying to say that to hear the voice of the Father, to see Jesus in all his glory, takes work. I don't know if you've ever walked up a mountain before. I lived in Edmonton when I was studying to be a priest, and so every spring I would get a chance to go camping in the mountains and go hiking in the mountains, and I loved getting to the top of the mountain because then it looked like the prairies again. You could see forever, hey? But I didn't just get out of bed in the morning and say, oh, I'm going to go hike a mountain six hours. I needed to be in better shape. I needed to exercise and get myself ready for this. And that's why the church puts the Mount uh, of Transfiguration during Lent. Lent is the time of work. Work so that we can climb this mountain in our lives, surmount the difficulties that are before us, overcome the challenges so that we can see the glory of our Father in heaven. So often people say, well, I say, I don't hear the voice of the Father in my life. I can't see Jesus. Well, it's probably because we're still at the bottom of the mountain. We haven't put in the work. And so what's the work of Lent then? Maybe you were reminded when you walked into church today, there's beautiful banners at the back that say three words. You remember we heard them on Ash Wednesday? Prayer, almsgiving, and fasting. So how do these help us climb the mountain? Prayer builds muscle. Prayer makes us spiritually strong. If you're trying to climb a mountain, and you start working out that day, (laughs) your legs aren't going to carry you up the mountain. 
you're gonna pass out after the first five minutes. <laughs> but if you start even 40 days, right? 40 days of Lent. If you even start exercising 40 days before your journey, you'll be stronger. You'll be ready to overcome any challenges. So often we only start praying after something bad has happened already. Where, what were we doing those 40 days before? If we don't prepare ourselves now, Easter is going to come and go, and it will be no different than it was last year. If we're doing the same Lenten sacrifice, same Lenten prayer as we did last year, we're not going to climb any bigger mountains than we did last year. In fact, it might even be smaller. Prayer. The next is fasting. So when you climb a mountain, you need to bring water and snacks with you. You need energy and you need hydration, right? So you got to have a, a backpack on you or a, some way to carry that, hey? But you don't take the kitchen sink. You don't take like three days worth of food if you're just going up one little mountain. Sometimes we carry everything with us. We try to pack, and we, we're so worried that God won't take care of us that we cling on to all of our material possessions. We cling on to all of our old angers and hurts. We cling on to everything and try to bear the burden ourselves. Fasting teaches us to let go. Let go of what's holding us back holding us down, weighing us down so that we can't surmount this mountain. Charity, acts, uh, almsgiving, acts of service. Notice two things about how the disciples, Peter, James, and John, climbed the mountain. Number one, it says that Jesus led them up the mountain. First, it uh, is important that we can't do this on our own, that we can only overcome difficulties and mountains in our life if Jesus leads us. We need to follow him. And then we don't, still don't climb alone. Peter and James and John, the apostles, the church is there with you. We need to support each other in our mountain climbing, in are overcoming our difficulties. If, I, it doesn't say it in the gospel, but I can just imagine Peter, James, and John, Peter climbing and trying to race up first and tripping over a rock, falling, scraping his knees, and his brothers, James and John, there beside him, picking him up, bandaging him, helping him. We fall in our Lenten sacrifices over and over. And if you haven't fallen yet, if you haven't broken one of your sacrifices yet, then you're not, uh, you're not doing it hard enough. You need to do better, more difficult sacrifices. We need to support each other when we fall. Jesus fell three times on his way to the cross. The Stations of the Cross teaches us we're going to fall. We're going to sin. We're going to make mistakes. People are here to pick us up. We're here to 
help each other on the way. Prayer, fasting, almsgiving. If you need more help as well, remember to watch the videos uh, on form. There's lots of Lenten videos that can give us strength on our journey when things are getting tough. As well, there's booklets at the back of the church to help our Lenten journey of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. As we continue to journey to the mountain today, let us ask the Lord and each other to support us in this journey so that we can truly hear the voice of the Father this Easter and see the glory of Jesus.